day 263 of Shaped by the Word. We're continuing our journey through Matthew. I'm mm-hmm. Paul Camp here with David Keefe and with Cindy Camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, we come to uh, chapter 20 in Matthew's gospel. And uh, we begin to learn about the heart of God for all people and his generosity uh, for those who turn to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 20 and uh, moves us closer and closer to the cross and the rejection of Jesus. And as we move closer and closer to the cross, we, we begin to see more and more in Jesus' teaching to the disciples what the kingdom of God looks like and, and what the people who follow the king, how their hearts and lives should be shaped to reflect who he is. So as we turn uh, to chapter 20, let's do as we always do. Let's offer ourselves in the moment to the Lord for him to do in our hearts and lives what only he, through his spirit, by his word, can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so David, do you mind lifting us up? Now let's pray. And Father, that is exactly what what we pray now. um, That as we turn to your word, would you help us by your spirit to behold wonderful things. Help us to see the the beauty uh, of what you've unfolded in this beautiful narrative of the scriptures. And may we marvel at Christ. And may you begin to do the work that only you can do in our hearts as we turn to your word. May you convict us where we need conviction, encourage us, um, equip us, um, and cause us to be stirred with affections for the things that um, are, are part of your heart. And so, Father, may we be your people here in this time, looking at your word for your glory. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning he went out and he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I'll pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came, and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a Daenerys? Take your pay and go. If I want to give to the one who has hired last the same as I gave to you, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, We're going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered over the chief priest and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over uh, to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he'll be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. He said, Grant, that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can't, they answered. 
Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at the right hand or the left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. They shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Lord, they answered, we, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and, and followed him. So we begin uh, with a parable, and it's kind of an unusual parable. A rich man who is eager to uh, get his harvest in, uh, hires workers early in the morning, then he hires workers on three more occasions, and finally he hires workers you know, at the end of the day. And he's promised, you know, the workers that come early in the morning, you know, that he would pay them a denarius. And he's told the workers, you know, throughout the day, I'll pay you whatever is right at the end of the day. <laughs> and he pays those who, you know, come last, uh, you know, denarius. Mm-hmm. And those who came first are looking and saying, he's probably going to pay us four or five denarius. <laughs> we worked hard. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great day. But he pays them, you know, he pays them the, the same thing. And, of course, they're, they're deeply offended. Uh, this is probably a parable, you know, speaking to the Jewish people about the fact that mm-hmm. many who've come late to the kingdom of God, the Gentiles, will receive the bounty of the kingdom and the riches of kingdom mm-hmm. from the generosity of the Father. And of course, not only will uh, some of those that have come early not receive reward, they will be cast out mm-hmm. altogether. Mm-hmm. So you have this kind of tension, you know, that's building in, in, in the kingdom. And I, I love the uh, the Hebraism, uh, you know, where he said, uh, you know, are you uh, looking down on my generosity? Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, in Hebrew, that is, uh, is uh, is your eye getting bad because mine is so good? <laughs> really? Yeah. In That's other words, funny. are you giving me the evil eye because I've yeah. been gracious? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in all of, in all of this. <laughs> Don't want to give the heavenly Father the evil eye. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. But you know, Jesus already mm-hmm. said, you know, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, if your eye is good, then the whole body will be, you know, full of, you know, mm-hmm. full of, full of light. And of course, this is the generosity of the Father. Mm-hmm. No, and. I mean, there's so much in that kind of opening parable, which is kind of fun to, to think about. But even, yeah, have you made them equal to us? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I have, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. is what the gospel does, mm-hmm. which is so cool. And then even, mm-hmm. I see a lot of myself in here of just kind of this comparison game that I often do, you know, mm-hmm. with other believers and with even those inside the church of like, man, I'm working so much harder than, or I think I am, or like, oh, come on, they that's all they're doing. And, and it's so David, easy. David, just, we had no, really we had no idea. So well. yeah, I no. hope you're not expecting I've been holding this in for a really long time. Guys. Are you giving us the bad eye because our eye is so good? <laughs> no, but, and then I'm yeah. reading this and, and then the, and you know, scripture is saying, actually rather man, focus on serving from a heart of gratitude, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is where I need to be, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been given so much more than I would ever deserve mm-hmm. from the Father. A denarii, I mean, that's based on who I really am and, and what he's mm-hmm. given me. And so I should focus on serving with a heart of gratitude in response to his grace in my life. You know, mm-hmm. that should be where I'm focused. Yeah. And Not, of course, uh, earlier in the week, we you know, read yeah. the parable. There's more rejo- rejoicing over you know, one lost yeah. sheep who's restored, and and mm-hmm. not only should uh, you know should we be grateful that we've entered into the blessing of the kingdom, and have enjoyed the Father's generosity, mm-hmm. which you know is far more than a denarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in, in, mm-hmm. in in what He pays, He's given us the entire inheritance. But we should rejoice when other people are included in the mm-hmm. Father's generosity as well. Mm-hmm. Well, what stood out to me also in that same verse was not only were they you know up in arms about equality. But they said, haven't we borne the burden of the work? I was like, mm, no, Jesus bore the burden of the work. So, I mean, it's just no, that, yeah. a matter of perspective on that, too. It's just, uh, yeah, he's the one that is the is the great one who's made us all equal. And Yeah, and, and if he's playing off of you know Isaiah here, he is the one who has planted the vineyard. He is the one who has mm-hmm. cultivated the vineyard. He is right. the one who has built you know, the city and has built the tower. And, and, and of course, we have reaped from, mm-hmm. you know, his, his generosity in, in, in that picture. And then you get, you know, the, the punchline that Jesus has already used, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so the last will be first and the mm-hmm. first will be last. Uh, mm-hmm. In the kingdom, things will be turned upside down. And, of mm-hmm. course, we saw that in Luke, you know, when uh, Mary sang her song, rejoicing at, uh, you know, God fulfilling his promises. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the rich will walk away hungry, but the poor will be deeply satisfied. Yeah. How cool. You know, it's kind of interesting in verse 17, 18, 19, I mean, he tells them that they're headed to Jerusalem and, you know, really what's to be expected. Um, and yet, in the verses starting in 20, we start seeing where they're kind of arguing about their place in the kingdom and where they'll no, you know, sit. No, it's, it's, so, it's a tragic juxtaposition hmm, yeah. where Jesus said, you know, uh, and, and he's already described, you know, the, the greatness in the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, comes from a a lowly place mm-hmm. and here he describes it you know even you know even more deeply that the lowly place is giving up his life as a ransom you know for many mm-hmm. but you have you know jesus describing his suffering and then you have you know uh, you know in mark it's james and john themselves who come mm-hmm. so it's, it's and jesus doesn't look at their mom <laughs> yeah. and say you don't know what you're uh, at he looks at them and you know mm-hmm. addresses them but you you have this sense of they're trying to leverage you know who Jesus is for their own gain, while Jesus is uh, leveraging all the glory that you know God has given him to pay a ransom for them, mm-hmm. and and so it is a sad you know juxtaposition of what we value and what Christ you know has has done deeply, you know, has done deeply for us. No, it definitely points out very clearly that you know Jesus does not exist kind of for our own mm-hmm. selfish advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's nothing to do with him. And, and we do. I mean, yeah. we, that's what we live for. You know, we live for personal gain and personal uh, glory. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, he divested himself of all of that mm-hmm. in order that we might have deep gain in Christ and experience, you know, deep glory in him. But it's not, you know, to trade that for worldly glory is such a, uh, such a, you, know, we, you see the juxtaposition here, and it just makes you cringe. But you realize we do, mm-hmm. you know, we do the same. And of course, Jesus describes again the upside down, mm-hmm. you know, nature of the kingdom. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the rulers of the Gentile lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Whoever wants to become great among you must 
be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom, the end for many. No, I mean, Jesus calls them to two of the kind of lowest positions in their culture, mm-hmm. these servants and, and slaves, and then he, in that, begins giving those positions actually prominence and, and, and dignity and, and calling us to these low positions, mm-hmm. um, which again, yeah, as Paul's been saying, this is this kingdom ethic, this upside-down nature um, of the kingdom, that we wouldn't just be these selfish people, but that we would be servants and slaves f- living not for ourselves, but for others, yeah. And the way that Jesus intensifies it, he goes, you know, quickly beyond being a servant mm-hmm. uh, to actually, you know, being a slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a servant is someone who's occasionally inconvenienced, you know, for the sake of others, mm-hmm. largely at their mm-hmm. choice, in their timing, and in their own fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a slave is someone who is at the disposal of other people, mm-hmm. uh, not uh, not by choice, not by. Uh, not mm-hmm. in, in their convenience, mm-hmm. and, and so Jesus, you know, starts off, and then he just intensifies it. And of course, this is exactly you know what he did. He didn't come to have you know people serve him, but to serve yeah, serve them. And, and what a deep call to be servants of the King. No, that, which means, by the way, <laughs> yeah, the, the the harder part of being servants of the King is serving one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I hear the call of Christ as well, like be salt and light and i'm like yeah i want to do that and he's like well this is how you do that you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. this is salt and light and our world is taking on these positions just as he did for us the, and, the and to do this servant. you have to be deeply secure mm-hmm. in your relationship with christ Absolutely. and because your security is not coming you know through your relationship with you know with other people mm-hmm. i remember you know one guy was asked you know how do you know when you have a servant's heart and his answer is all depends on how you respond when people treat you like a servant. Yep, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's easy to serve until you're treated like a servant, and then you're indignant. You know that happens. <laughs> and then on the road we have, you know, rather than one blind man named Bartimaeus, mm-hmm. uh, we have two blind men. And of course, that's not a, you know, conflict in Scripture. You know, in Mark, mm-hmm. uh, the one is focused on here, the two are focused on. But their recognition of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting question. You know, Jesus asks him, "You, what do you want mm-hmm. me to give you?" And, and of course, many blind men on the road would have said, "You know, just a, a denarius and arm." No, we we want to receive our sight, and of course, he's the only one, mm-hmm. you know, that can do that, and and he does. And of course, they recognize him with those words, "Lord." Mm-hmm. Son of David, mm-hmm. and, and while there may be some questions among the disciples and some question mm-hmm. among the crowd, did these two men realize by the fact that he restores mm-hmm. uh, and can heal mm-hmm. and can give sight to the blind that he really is uh, the Son of David, mm-hmm. the coming one who is Lord of all? Mm-hmm. No, how cool is that? Nice passage, mm-hmm. Sandy. Do you mind closing us you know, with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we thank you for these uh, passages, and we thank you for the teaching of of Christ. Uh, Father, my heart is under you know conviction, um, as if Jesus would ask me, "What do you want?" and I would so quickly be like James and John, who would say, "I want to be elevated and be seated at your right." But Father, we know we come to you uh, asking for mercy, acknowledging who you are. And requesting that you would just open our, our our eyes that we might see. So, Father, that's the prayer. That please, 
open the eyes of our heart, my heart today. Um, give me what I need so that I might love you more deeply and walk with you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.